1: Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC.
0: Yeah, there should be some passion. This doesn't have to be boring, boring, boring.
1: My okay, one thing the game needs is more
0: people like you. You, you, you still have pro man, run around tight pants. Smoky Vets, Daniel Bard, this is Steve Algie, he. Jared Saltalamacchia. This is Brock Holt. Hey, this is John Lester. Baseball, baseball, baseball isn't boring. Welcome
1: to baseball isn't boring. Here's your host, Rob Radford All right. Well, baseball is not boring in large part because of the guy that we have on right now, Keith McPherson, who is uh, has been proving this for a while, but continues to prove this, prove this in many, many different ways on WFAN all the time. Also, the BXB podcast with Sweeney Murdy. We know we've known Sweeney forever. Great guy, great reporter. And Keith, man, like keep on killing it. You're doing a great job this is what this is what it's all about right we're in the heart of it forget about the season forget about the season key this is what <laughs> where this is
0: where the brass tacks it this is where it matters right this is where it matters thanks for having me rob and uh thanks for the nice intro um baseball is not boring uh baseball is like so far from boring when you actually get into it and there's so many layers to it and I think it's funny that you mentioned right forget the season we're in the off season that's yeah. a huge layer the business of baseball free agency moves that are made in the winter so that you can try and get a ring and win the fall classic and uh you know me being a Yankees fan being in the New York market we know that well um probably not well enough in the recent years <laughs> we should have had some more years where we were Scooping up free agents and uh going for it. But we're hoping that this offseason is one of those. So But uh, Keith, I
1: have said this. I think that um I think that the offseason, the baseball offseason, can be as equally as popular a sport as almost anything, right? I mean, I and you can say that about a lot of sports, but people love team building. They love the drama, they love the, the idea of what might be. And like you said, you know the Yankees. It's might have been a sad trombone a little bit for the last few years, but still, the the guessing game never stops. I, unfortunately, Keith, I will say this: no deadline sucks. Like no deadline, because we're we're doing this. You know, I we just I just did a panel with Haim Bloom last night. And he's like, yeah, man, my family. You know, they, uh, if anyone's praying for a deadline, it's my family because we're 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 going to sleep every single night all the way until February fifteenth thinking oh what might be but to come back to my point like this is like this is a great sport right baseball
0: offseason it's year-round right we just got past the world series we just got past the gm meetings we're gonna have thanksgiving and then we're gonna roll right into the winter meetings and uh yeah we would like to have a nba free agency day and you know nfl trade deadline and have that frenzy but what makes baseball unique is it's not a salary cap sport like those sports. Mm -hmm. And what makes baseball unique is this thing can play out where the big fish aren't signed until spring training, right? That's just the dance. That's the song and dance every season. Um, It is what it is. And we know that it's a lot of work. I'm sure for a Heim Bloom or a Brian Cashman or Billy Epler, right? These guys, uh, especially like, you know, this season last year, we were locked out. So there's nothing you could do, Uh right? They had they had the by, winter by the off, way,
1: yeah. But it was good, man. Like that's the thing that we're like, oh, great! De- December first comes around, we get a break, we can kick back. But then it becomes like, okay, let's get this baby going. And then and then you know then we get to spring training, and it's like this mad rush to sign guys. It we'll never have something like that again. But I guess that was it. But you you raise a good point about the salary cap. Like the the fact is that. Especially when the market you're talking about, the Yankees, like this is a fascinating market. And I said to you before we get on, I said, it seems like the Yankees are already sort of the centerpiece of the, the offseason. If, even if they don't do anything, they're, they're, they're the lack of a better term, like the interest kings, right? They're like agents want them, their guys, to be linked to the Yankees. The Yankees probably are going to be when, one way or the other linked to them, whether they're going to sign or not. So is it? do you get that vibe every single offseason that, okay, you
0: know what? We're in the belly of the beast here. Of course. They're the New York Yankees, the 27-time champs. They're worth $6 billion. If you're talking money, you can't start that conversation without talking about Hal Steinbrenner and the New York Yankees, right? Because if they want to be that fully operational Death Star, they can be. And Yankees fans are looking at them like, go be that. That's your superpower. You're the Yankees. Go spend money. Go get the best players and keep them from other teams. (laughs) The Yankees have changed their approach some, but they're not going to be able to do that this uh, winter because the top free agent is their guy, Aaron Judge. They know they got to spend for Aaron Judge. They've already locked up Anthony Rizzo. Uh, and I think Hal Steinbrenner has alluded to the fact that they're going to make moves and they are going to go for it. They were in the final four. They were in the ALCS. And there's really one team that it seems like is standing in their way from getting back to a World Series. And that's the Houston Astros. Mm-hmm. And I think they realized when they got on the field with the Houston Astros and got swept, the Astros just had more talent than them. The Astros had guys that have been there more than them. Uh, and I think that's why you lock up an Anthony Rizzo, a guy with a World Series ring, he's, He's done it. He knows how to uh, go through the tournament. He knows what October is about. He can share some of that wisdom and his approach with his teammates. And then he's best friends with an Aaron judge, right? So that kind of makes you as a Yankees fan think, Hey, these guys are coming back. They're trying to win together. But at the same time, Aaron judge owes the players association and all the free agents that will come after him. He owes it to them to go explore Mm -hmm. the free agent market. He owes it to them to go see what, San Francisco has to offer or uh, any other mystery team, maybe the Dodgers, uh, maybe the Red Sox. But, uh, you know, now last night we saw a Ken Rosenthal article about illegal communication, improperly communicating uh, between the Mets and the Yankees. And it's interesting because here in New York on WFAN just yesterday, Evan Roberts was saying how as a big Mets fan, he hasn't even said anything about Aaron Judge in the last couple of weeks. Because we've all kind of heard that there's like a handshake agreement between Hal Steinbrenner and Steve Cohen that they're not going to go after each other's guys. They're not going to run the price up on each other's guys. Edwin Diaz was signed right as soon as the World Series ended. So the Yankees didn't get a chance there. Jacob deGrom is a guy that the Yankees could use, right? Everybody could use a Jacob deGrom in theory, but I don't think the Yankees are going after him. And everybody could use an Aaron Judge in theory. I don't think Steve Cohen is going to throw the $400 million out there like some of their fans thought. And now, you know, Ken is writing an article on MLB and the uh, Players Association investigating like some tampering type of stuff between Hal and Steve. I don't know. It's already interesting <laughs> and uh, baseball is not boring. No, no, and man. The more you learn about it,
1: the more it sucks you well, in and the deeper you can get. Yeah. Well, you listen, you just, you, you just said it twice. So you get officially, you get a, you get a t-shirt. And listen, you get a koozie, you get a baseball, you get it all. (laughs) Yeah,
0: send me Uh, one. I'll put it on my coffee. Oh, yeah, yeah. (laughs) We all
1: need our coffee. Uh, All right, so the Aaron Judge thing, it's interesting because – you have Aaron Judge, and you have, and everybody. I would imagine, it, what percent is it? Ninety-nine percent of the people want, and Yankees fans want Aaron Judge. Back? Yeah,
0: that's a good number. Ninety-nine. Okay, so I'm number gonna, ninety-nine. Aaron Judge, exactly, everyone's uh, favorite player. I,
1: I, 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 I didn't mean to do that, but thank you for making me look smarter than I am. But it's. <laughs> but I will say this: here's the one percent. Here's what the one percent would say, which, is you mentioned, the Houston Astros they lose their guy, right, Carlos Correa. They have, obviously, Jeremy Pena come up. Now, I'm not saying that they, the the Yankees have the equivalent of Jeremy Pena coming up, but I'm always fascinated by baseball, and I've said this, Keith, you don't run isolations for outfielders, right? So you got to be very careful when you allocate, even with that big a market, allocate that much money to that one player. Um, that said, I'd be anxious to hear from you, is this player, that important A, On the field, and then a big part of this too is that, is this player that important in terms of the business side of it? Because when you invest into a player like that, you have to factor in the business. You have to think of like how many shirts are we going to have with Judge in the back. This is what Bryce Harper – Bryce Harper, sure, he hit a home run at the the biggest time of the playoffs. Great. you know, And he's been a nice free agent signing. But you know what's been equally as important for the Phillies over the last few years – All those Harper shirts that they've sold, that's important. So I'm going to ask you, of all these things that would allocate the money to Aaron Judge for, A, is it that important that you get this one guy knowing that baseball's nine guys? And B, is it that important business-wise?
0: Yeah, how about Bryce Harper, right? He goes to Philly, he changes his number to three, like Allen Iverson fully embraces the city, and then he wears the Philly Fanatic headband. They sold a bunch of those headbands, too. Right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's all marketing. It's all business. Yeah. And then the, their owner comes out and says, I don't think I paid you enough. <laughs> yeah, yeah. well, I, I mean, I, I, he, million? let me ask you
1: that. Was he saying that, like, a year ago? Like,
0: no. probably not. No. no, a trip to the World Series make you say a lot of things. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, is Aaron Judge comparable? So, A, is Aaron Judge uh, that important of a player? For this Yankees team, yeah, they don't win a lot of those games without Judge. Judge walked off a lot of those games. He hit deciding home runs in those games. He had multiple games where he hit two home runs, and that ended up being the difference. Yeah, just as a player in right field, he also played center field for the Yankees this year. Mm. His value to this current New York Yankees team They all watch him. They all follow him. Anthony Rizzo talks about his process before the game, how meticulous he is, and his approach. That's why he gets the results that he gets. He is uber important to the club, like the guys around him, even these young guys, right? Hal Steinbrenner hinted at the fact that they would consider making Judge captain if he signs. yeah, yeah. Going back to Donnie Baseball, Don Mattingly was the captain, and Derek Jeter, before becoming captain was a rookie that got to see Donnie Baseball go about his business and how he practiced and how he trained and how he approached the game. And I really do feel like that carried into Bernie Williams and uh, the core four with Pettit and Posada and, uh, you know, Jeter and and Mo. They got to see a captain. Now with Judge and all these young guys that we potentially have coming up, Yankees fans got to see – Oswaldo Cabrera and Oswald Peraza and there's rumblings about Volpe, right? Judge can be that Yankee way example as a captain for these young guys to come into the organization and see hey, that's the marquee guy. That's the guy that just put his name uh, on the top of the record books you know, above everyone in the AL, the home run king, right? This guy did it in New York, the biggest stage, the main stage yeah, and then for the Yankees That's your guy. That's the guy you drafted. That's the guy you developed. He burst on the scene as rookie of the year and became this new face of baseball, new face for the Yankees, right? Derek Jeter was that guy. And the Yankees hit again. They get Aaron Judge. (laughs) You build the judges chambers in the stadium for him. You've already sold millions of 99 jerseys. He is this era of the New York Yankees. And the Yankees have gotten away with, you know, Paying him 16 million a year, 17 million a year, and he's already brought them in way more than that. So I look at this next contract coming up. The Yankees have not done a lot of these contracts since Jacoby Ellsbury. Yeah, you got Garrett Cole's contract, nine years, 324 million. Even though Garrett Cole disappoints us, you know that that contract is what it is. They had to go outbid everyone, and the Yankees don't usually when there's a guy that they have their sights on, like they did with Garrett Cole who was known as Brian Cashman's white whale. Brian Cashman gets into a room with Hal Steinbrenner, and they decide that they will not be outbid. We need this guy. The Yankees needed an ace of the rotation, and they also needed to weaken the Houston Astros rotation. They went and outbid everyone and got cold. Surprised me because I thought there was a ceiling, right? I'm like, there's a certain amount of years and uh, AAV that they're just not going to pass. They did. Now, with Judge, it's going to be a similar type of thing. They will not be outbid, but I feel like even more so because that is their guy. That is the guy they drafted, developed, built the judges' chambers for, marketed around. I mean, I was in the stadium as he was chasing 60, 61, 62. It was odd almost to see the attraction that, like, casual fans, not even baseball fans, just New Yorkers are out there, you know, just recording Aaron judges every at bat and then sitting down when he strikes out. I was in the bleachers. He hit a ground rule double and people were like, oh, And I'm like, what did I did that go? Was that foul? And they're like, no, it was a ground rule double. I'm like, that's good. (laughs) People were like losing their minds and actually forgetting we have a baseball game to play and win. He's just that powerful of a figure of a player. And if the contract ends up being dead money at the end, I think the Yankees are one Rich, so they'll be fine. Yeah, yeah, and with yeah, these yeah. with these TV deals and everything else, they'll be fine too. Um, they know that. Like they 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 stay they've stayed away from some of these uh a rod contracts and like I said, Ellsbury contracts in the past few years. Stanton contracts. Right now, they're gonna have Stan making three hundred million, Cole making three hundred million, and Judge making three hundred million. And then they're gonna hope that they have a young core of guys to fill in in between where they won't have to go and get a big fish like that again for the next, I don't know, five years or so. Well, let me
1: ask you that. So um, you talk about, you know, not being outbid, getting the guy, and believe me, like you you just convinced me to pay $800 million for Aaron Judge. I'm ready to roll. But you do that, and, you know, I've talked to plenty of GMs about these deals. Talked to, back to Matt Klintak when they signed Harper. Um, Epler, when they signed trout to that deal, um, AJ Preller, when they signed them going back to the Machado deal and all of them say the same thing, which is you can sign that deal, but you better have the guys to your point, Keith, to fill in around them. You better have the guys coming up. So I'll ask you that they sign, they do the Aaron judge deal. Even with the Yankees, all that money, you know that, that that's going to put a, a, a limit on how much you're going to spend. You're not probably not going to go out and go sign Xander Bogarts and and a bunch of other guys. Probably, I mean, who knows? But probably, do they have the young players? Do they have the farm system to maximize the years that you have with Aaron Judge there?
0: I think they do, and I I think they do because. You know they've passed on making trades for guys that they they needed. I thought they needed Luis Castillo this year, and the Mariners go out there and put together a package that the Cincinnati Reds couldn't refuse. But I don't think it was a package that the Yankees were willing to match. The Yankees were not going to move away from Anthony Volpe. We've mm-hmm. heard about Anthony Volpe for four years now. He's supposed to be the next Derek Jeter. That's a lot of pressure to put on the kid. But uh, I- I've met him. I've met his parents. He's a solid individual. I I think he's got the right temperament for it, and he's going to be a star. He already has been. Um, Oswald Peraza, you saw a little bit of him in the ALCS, kind of forced into action because IKF wasn't that solid. You, You saw Oswaldo Cabrera at the end of the season. The kid played right field, left field, first base, second base, shortstop, third base. He's a super utility guy. His bat has come along. He's a switch hitter. They expect him to be in that, you know, Infield, or maybe even the outfield. Jason Dominguez, you saw him hit a home run, I think, in the futures game in LA this year. They call that kid the Martian. He's out of this world. He's supposed to be an alien. You know, if they can keep developing him, right, they have said no to trading him. Those four guys are expected to be, I don't want to say the new core four, but they're expected to come up and be, right, what the baby bombers could not. The baby bombers were Greg Bird and Gary Sanchez and Miguel Andujar and Gleyber Torres and Aaron Judge, and the only one that panned out was really Judge. I think Gleyber Torres might get traded this offseason. So I I do think the Yankees have the talent under contract right now when you factor in an Anthony Rizzo, uh, DJ LeMayu. uh, They made the trade for Harrison Bader, who had an awesome postseason, an awesome uh, October debut as a Yankee. Uh, They traded for Jose Trevino, who won the Platinum Glove, and then... You know, you'll fill in the rest of the spots if they can get this Josh Donaldson contract somewhere else. Get you know, I don't know. It's tough that twenty-one million dollars. If they can get that money out of there, pay Judge, pay Rizzo, maybe go get a Carlos Rodon. I don't know. Do something else uh, to bolster this roster around Judge because the Yankees uh, are are signaling to everyone that we were close and we're you know we started off the season looking like a juggernaut. We tailed off at the end, right? They might even bring back Benintendi. Um, I think the Yankees are going for it in these next couple seasons. They feel like they're close, and they know that they can't take a step back.
1: All right. So, last thing, Keith, is that th- say they get Judge, you get Judge, you got Rizzo, which we haven't even talked about. Great signing. I mean, I don't th- how you know he's to your point, like a great clubhouse guy, still really solid player. Um, for you, what's the thing that they need to do other than those? What's the thing that they do need to do? And if you want to say a player they need to get. That you feel like you are gonna make up the ground on the Houston Astros. Like what is it? and maybe it's more than one player, but what is it, What do they have to do to make up the ground
0: on the Houston Astros? Simple to me. You you need more contact hitters in the lineup. They were strikeout kings. They struck out so many times this postseason. And that's because there's so many guys going up there trying to be the hero, trying to hit the home run, or guys waiting for their pitch, and then it's called a strike. You need more guys that are going to put the ball in play. And they sorely missed these two guys. And, you know, they missed these guys and were forced to have Judge leading off, and then they heard the the noise from the outside, and they had Glaber lead off, and it was a mess in the postseason. They missed two guys that could have been leadoff hitters, DJ LeMayu and Andrew Benintendi. Those two guys are contact hitters. Those guys hit for average. That's what the Yankees need more of. More guys that can hit around 300, and more guys that can just put the ball into play, and that aren't just strikeout kings looking for the home run, like Gleber Torres, like Judge. Judge, it wasn't that great in October. John Carlos Stanton. John Carlos Stanton hits a home run every other game in the postseason, but he's still a strikeout king. Uh, You know, these guys just need to have. More contact hitters in the lineup, like a DJ LeMayu, like a Ben Benintendi. I don't know who else they might potentially get this offseason. The strikeouts is what killed us. You get a runner on, you get two runners on, and you're striking out. Uh, and then also just the depth. They need more depth. They ended up in in October playing Aaron Hicks. Yankees fans thought he was absolutely done, thought we'd never see him. They end up in October having to play three different shortstops. The shortstop that they chose was not the guy. They forced him on Yankees fans all year and told us, oh, these metrics say he's one of the best. Our eye test tells us (laughs) the guy's got the yips. The guy can't make the routine play. So uh, contact hitters and depth. Have depth. Like the depth can't be Marwin Gonzalez. The depth Mm -hmm. can't be Aaron Hicks. It's got to be, you know, the depth can't even be Matt Carpenter who disappeared in October not you know not trashing Matt Carpenter we know he was hurt um, but he burst on the scene for the Yankees like Memorial Day weekend and he had such a a run uh, in the in the summer then he gets hurt he comes back in he literally can't even put bat to ball another strikeout king so contact hitters and depth so that when you do get late in the season and guys are hurt you feel good about the guys that are stepping in to replace them that they aren't rookies or they aren't Players that should be, you know, somewhere else, like don't don't belong in the postseason, like in an Aaron Hicks, for example, and even Josh Donaldson. What a disappointment Um, that trade for IKF and Donaldson just to get Gary Sanchez out of here. It looks worse and worse by the day. I'm hoping that Cashman can fix it and uh, get somebody to take Donaldson. Uh, I just I feel like that was not what they were expecting. They were expecting Donaldson to have a bigger year at the plate and IKF to be a little bit better in the field. They weren't expecting much from him at the plate. But all in all, that that adds to the sum of, you know, why you got swept in the in the end, why you couldn't beat the Astros one game. Like what a gap, what a difference uh, the Astros you know, even their pitching. I think our pitching would have been fine, but it's hard to go out there pit and, and pitch with no run support without being able to break through. The Yankees were close in those first couple games. There were one-run games, and the Yankees couldn't get it going, couldn't break through because, you know, strikeouts kill the rally, the rally and they don't have enough guys that can put bat to ball and, uh, you know, help move the line, help pass the baton. I like it.
1: You got the heart rate going man you got the let's let's go, let's go I, lo- <laughs> I love it, I love it, I love it if if every market could just like you know just be this and then they, a lot of them are I mean let's say eighty percent of the markets are some of them are like, eh, okay, we'll see, we know we aren't gonna spend we now aren't gonna trade, but you and I i think you're of the same milk where where every day that we wake up in these cold, cold winter months until we get to. Tampa or where we get to Fort Myers or whatever it is every day is a gift because there's rumors and there's this type of conversation Keith man, thanks so much for joining and I and I hope you'll come on again because we're gonna keep this
0: conversation going. Hey, thanks for having me. I'm glad I can make time. Baseball is never boring. It is getting more exciting year after year. this is a huge year for major League baseball and i'm I'm blessed uh, something else I wanted to add like to baseball isn't boring. I feel like I was a part of, you know, the guys that were trying to make baseball cool again. And that was a thing that we heard for, for years. I was in the fan cave in 2014, which was an operation that MOB put together to reach younger fans. And then I got on MOB network this past year on off base, a show that also was geared to get younger fans into the game. Old, young, uh, casual fans, diehard fans. Baseball is not boring. And the game is in a great spot
1: you know and and i'm glad you mentioned all of that because you're right like all of that really helps and and we did um the, we we have a book coming out in march it's yankees fans aren't going to probably buy it but that's okay because it's me and joe kelly talking about why baseball's so fun and i know yankees fans probably don't like joe kelly too much but so be it you know <laughs> it's it's but it's 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 him and me and and we're interviewing different people, actors and entertainers and and athletes and players. And it's along the lines of what you're talking about. I mean, it doesn't matter if it's it's Joe or me or whoever. Everybody has a story and everybody has as a reason why they like it. And do, going through it, much like when you go through your shows, everybody has a different take and everybody has a different angle. And there is no other sport like that. Zero. There's no other sport like that and uh and you're a huge huge reason why it is not boring because you have the right message and you also have the right personality and and you have the right perspective it's awesome it's awesome to talk to you keith yeah you guys
0: got to go get that tyler austin interview see oh, if uh see if can, tyler austin's hey, available I, i'm going to give you i'm <laughs> going
1: to i haven't said this to anyone okay but since you've come on so part of the book Obviously, you know, it's not about Joe, but Joe has his stories, right? Because Joe's good at telling stories. And the Tyler Austin thing happened, so which we all know about, and he gives insight to that. But there's one part of it which I didn't know about. So they play the Yankees. I don't know if you remember this. They had played the Yankees like a week or so later, the Red Sox did. Yep. And Joe gets booed like nuts, right? It's in right, Because a all fight that.
0: happened in Fenway, and then you came back to the Right, Bronx. came
1: back. <laughs> You're driving through Times Square with the agents, with his agents, Sam and Seth Levinson, and Joe starts yelling in the car, stop the car, start the car. And Tyler Austin was walking across the street. <laughs>
0: That's <laughs> yeah. great. You can't yeah. make that
1: up. <laughs> yeah, it, and yeah, his agents quickly, <laughs> they locked the door in a hurry. But, uh, yes. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, so it's all That's good. Great. It's all good. It's a lo- It was a lot of fun. And it's a lot of fun to talk to you. And, uh, and we'll talk soon, I hope. We will.
0: Thanks, man. Thank you. In celebration of opening day, we've got a special episode of the Moth Podcast for you. The theme is baseball and the surprising ways it connects people. I gaze out at the players on the field and then I... Uh, I look over at my dad and I I realize that in the silence between us that something has changed. It's like I'm seeing him for the first time. Two stories about baseball, family, and so much more. The episode's available right now. Subscribe to The Moth Podcast to make sure you hear it.